Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. This episode is sponsored by the new and improved Financial Independence Calculator found at thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. One of the driving forces of human beings is freedom, which infers financial freedom too. So several years ago, I set out to discover how any individual, regardless of their financial situation, could evaluate their finances in five minutes or less and have a firm date when they could achieve financial independence. The latest version of this calculator, which is free for listeners, can be found at thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. The calculator is going to take you just a few minutes to complete, and it's going to provide you with a specific financial independence date. So go check it out today. Today's episode is picking up on something I discussed last week, which is the idea of physical mastery. Right now, we show up to life doing pretty much the same thing day in and day out. It's just how we're biologically wired. There's so much going on in society today. Information, ideas, opinions, uh, stimuli from every different angle. Just look at our phones and how distracting it is with all the things that we can do. If you want to make progress when it comes to your wealth, you really have to understand uh, how habits are formed, how behavior is conditioned. Uh, without that, it's going to be a challenge, and ultimately, that leads to taking excessive risks, and risks always end in failure, usually, especially if you're taking consistent risks like that, and ultimately, it will lead to a new conditioned behavior, hopefully, if you're learning those lessons. But taking proactive actions will allow you to start to pick up on other people's failures, other people's discoveries so that you don't have to necessarily take too much risk and put failure on the line and obviously the unintended consequences of that failure. So today, we're going to get into one of the two primary ways in which wealth building occurs. Now, I want you to just consider this as a possibility for yourself. This is based on my experience. I've had the fortunate opportunity to meet lots of different people, experience a business that's almost a decade and a half old, and really see not just my own myriad of failures, but also those of others in different businesses and industries, et cetera. And so these are the conclusions that I've come to 
And they're not necessarily these absolute conclusions that will not evolve. Of course, they're going to. But I wanted to talk about the first, which is leadership and operational leverage. I think it all boils down to leverage. But I want you to consider the possibility that making more money, being wealthier as far as producing income is in proportion to the leverage of your time, number one, and then also relationships with other people. And so the idea, in other words, that sentence is making a bigger impact with the time that you have. But the biggest challenge is that all of us, I mean, 99.9% of us have been conditioned to do the opposite. So let me give you a story. This is a, a recent conversation I had with younger, a younger guy, really cool guy, really good energy, lots of ambition. But he made a comment which points to, I would say, what I'm trying to get across in the, in the podcast episode. So first off, he managed a small supplement store of a bigger kind of conglomerate. And they were growing really successful. He loved his job. He loved being healthy and working out and uh, physical conditioning. And he made a comment that just told me everything. And we had a longer discussion and just went into the details of it. But he said that he can't leave his store for long to go to an event, to go, uh, you know, to be away for the weekend, to take a day off. He can't leave because you know, his employees or, or assistant managers will just mess it up. They'll screw it up. They won't do it the way that he does it. And in that, I think this is how most of us are conditioned, as I said before, because we're raised in the US school system, which is based in the Prussian system. The Prussian system was designed to train factory workers as well as military soldiers. And so it's for us to just follow orders, task. We're not taught to necessarily be a leader. We're taught to, if we're a manager, like tell people what to do. So this is a huge example between the idea of management and leadership. Managers manage tasks and tell people what to do. And they usually use the tactic of fear to do it. That's what society continues to condition in the political realm, in the school educational system, as well as in corporate America. That's the big difference because that's not leadership. You know, leadership initiates, I would say, more training and conditioning and then instead of disciplining somebody, it's coaching them and continuing to train them until proven processes and principles become part of their makeup. It's been conditioned into them where they would do what you would do. They would do what has been proven to be done. But in this case and in this story, do- uh, processes weren't documented. Training did not revolve around proven and successful processes or principles. And, and that's, again, why it led to this very awkward kind of manager-employee relationship, which usually never progresses. But this is where I want to highlight how valuable it is to really understand the idea of leadership. Because if this individual, right, this manager of one store, he understands what his, his store, I believe, was like one of the most successful ones in the territory. And he knew what it took to run a successful business. So those processes, I would say, you know, he held them close to the chest because there was so much meaning there. It was him. You know, he was validated. He felt important because he was successful. But the idea of leadership is not keeping that to yourself. The idea of leadership is training others to do exactly what you would do to get that success. Now, what does that have to do with leverage? Well, if you have one store that's successful, that's being run by somebody doing things the way you would do them, then two stores are possible, then three, then four, then five. Let's say that a district is comprised of five stores. If you've done five stores, now you can do a district. If you can do one district, you can do two, three, four, five, 
10. Now you're upwards of dozens of different shops that you as a leader are able to have stewardship over because you have conditioned into employees, proven processes, proven systems. Okay. So this is obviously supplement stores, but this really applies to all industries. The technology industry has mastered this just because of how complex that world and that industry is. But the more you understand leadership and how much you can leverage time by employing proven tactics, proven strategies, now you can control a host of resources and subsequently make a lot more money. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work, effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango. Thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. I'm going to kind of keep going with this idea of operational leverage because our world is evolving so rapidly and people are looking for ways in which they can be more efficient all the time. So you don't have to go out and necessarily invent it. But I looked at really two things in the business world that create immense amount of leverage. The first is media. The second is technology. So it's the same idea. You're looking for ways in which you can do more with the time that you have. Let's just use an example, a story. We're doing a live event right now. Zoom-wise, there's a couple of people here that are doing the event. It's basically a training I do a couple of times a year for other financial advisors. And I do this with a partner of mine. You know, For years, well, first off, the business that I run is very different than the typical financial services, financial planning practice because we've done it for going on 16 years uh, virtually through webinars. And this is before webinars were really, really even popularized. Before video webinars, we used to use, you know, GoToMeeting and Adobe Connect, I believe was another one that we used way back in the day, super clunky software. <laughs> but we didn't have people come into uh, office, but the typical financial practice had people, you know, th- they went to people's houses, they had people come into their office uh, just really inefficient in my perspective. And we were always told, you can't do that. Like people will never do that. They'll never do business with you unless you build that face to face relationship. Even early on, we had compliance departments flying out to our office, okay, because they're like, no way, you can't build a relationship with somebody. You can't do business with people without seeing them face to face. It was a very challenging time. Of course, obviously, it's been adopted by a lot of different businesses these days. But my point is, Right. It's very difficult to go from what you've been doing to something that's new. So this is why, again, conditioning is so important. Physical mastery, right, requires repetition. But even, you know, I'll say this during COVID, because with this advisor group, I had been, you know, talking to them for years about virtual business and meeting with clients over 
uh, webinars of technology, it was easier. But again, conditioned behavior is like, no, I just, I can't do that. COVID forced it. Okay. And this is usually how behavior changes. Either it's a conditioned change, very strategically conditioned change, or there's massive disruption that forces change. And I would say that, you know, if you think you need to change something, it's going to continue to compound and grow and fester until you're forced to change. So might as well just, you know, rip the bandaid off right now. But again, now COVID comes on and people start to see, wow, I can do Zoom webinars. I can do this. I can do that before they had a conditioned behavior to do things a certain way because that's what they found success. So obviously it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, this is the idea behind Zoom being hugely beneficial because now you can have five meetings a day instead of two. You can meet with dozens more people who don't necessarily have to come to your office and coordinating schedules and getting time off, getting a babysitter. Okay, the list goes on, but the idea of just having a technology of being able to communicate with somebody face-to-face across the internet, massive leverage is possible because of that. And lots of businesses experience it. Now, that's just an example, okay? Because there are technologies everywhere that are essentially finding ways to replace predictable things that you are currently doing manually. Now, I'm not saying that you replace people as a whole. There's obviously theories around AI and robotics doing that. Okay, I don't want to go that far, but what I'm saying is that there are inefficiencies in how you manage your time right now. I would say the most valuable time that anybody has is spent in front of other people, like engaging in meaningful conversation. But there's lots of other stuff that takes away from that, whether it's paperwork, whether it's documentation, whether it's appointment reminders, whether it's how you do the actual meetings, whether it's taking notes. I mean, I can keep going on with examples, but there are technologies that are coming out that allow you to spend more time in the most meaningful things. You got to look for it and obviously incorporate it into your system and your rhythm. So technology is the first thing. Media is the second thing. Media, whether it's video, whether it's podcasts, when you do a video, you do it once. You spend an hour doing it. I'm going to do this podcast for 15, 20 minutes. It can be listened to by a million people. Okay. But I only spent 15 to 20 minutes on it. Okay. That is leverage. So I have another story. I have a a good buddy who is really successful in a specific construction niche because he was able to find it's basically a foundation raising. So when a foundation settles and cracks, he found a very efficient process that was developed in the Midwest that he went out and learned and then brought it to Utah. Now he has locations in Northern Utah and Southern Utah uh, where basically he has these systems that he's used to raise the foundation and do it really inexpensively as well as really efficiently quick. And it's what he's done to train his staff is he started to use media, right? He'll record how this machine is operated. He'll record how you do a phone call, right? How you prospect, how you go out and do a bid. So he basically found all the different successful ways in which he did it. And then he created media that trained staff in order to do it. So that's just another form of media being an ideal way to leverage the most predictable things. Because he found that time and energy was being spent training, okay? But he was doing it manually every single time. But there were certain things in training that were predictable that he had to do over and over and over and over again. And so he started to use media as leverage so that he could spend his time doing more meaningful things. All right. So a lot to unpack here. Obviously, I'm not going to do it in this podcast because there's so many different examples. But building physical mastery around the idea of leadership is for you to just constantly be finding ways in which you can be more valuable with the time that you have. 
Okay. It creates massive wealth for people. You look at whether it's district managers or executive level positions, they understand operations and they understand a leadership of people so that with the time that you have, you're able to have stewardship over lots of different production because you understand the dynamics of leadership, people, relationships, as well as proven and successful processes. Okay. So I'm going to give you some books. You guys can go check out the show notes on the wealthstandard.com for some of the best books that are out there. I mentioned a lot of this stuff in my book, just heads I win, tails you lose. You can get a free copy by just going to the website under the resources tab. And the website again is thewealthstandard.com. There's a couple other Cameron Harold. I've known Cameron for several years. He has several books on this. One of the first ones was Double Double, but he has others. One's called Meeting Suck. He has uh, Vivid Vision, Free PR. Anyway, great author, very easy to read books and understand and have actionable things that you can do. Uh, another one, actually a couple books by Jocko Willink, Dichotomy of Leadership is an awesome book. And then he also has Leadership Strategies and Tactics, which is a field manual that gives you playbooks right? Of how to find opportunities to better lead your team instead of just manage them. And then there's Traction by Gino Wickman. This is ways in which you can incorporate processes into your business and find successful processes and have your team replicate those processes. And then The CEO Within, another great book that I've come across recently. And then most of the stuff by John Maxwell is absolutely incredible. That's this week, part two, which is production leverage. You producing wealth, okay, which I believe is the one you have the greatest return and there's infinite possibilities, but you have to understand the ideas of leverage and just find ways in which you just ingrain that in your mind. Cause right now your body, your mindset is pretty much influenced to do the exact opposite. Cause that's how we have been raised in this United States society, right? Is under this you know, hierarchical, management-driven, fear-driven, whiplash-driven society. And that's not the way to lead. That's not how you create leverage. All right. Next week, what are we going to talk about? We're talking about financial habits. Okay. Some of the few things you can do to institute financial habits that will create wealth. Guys, thanks for listening. Guys and gals, I should say. Thanks for listening this week. We'll see you back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Lord from the sun.